You may hear my fan in the background because I don't have proper studio space, but here we are. Well, welcome back. I only put out one episode about a year and a half ago, I would say. I think it was like September something was my first episode. My life kind of blew up after that. Not in a bad way. I don't even know where to begin. I turned 30 and I think after living most of my life doing the right thing, quote unquote, I just feel that I kind of let loose per se and it was not a bad thing. I've been asked a lot if I would repeat (laughs) the last, you know, year, like, you know, go into the same relationship knowing what, not knowing what I know now, but what I do again. And I had to sit with that for a long time and really think, would I? And in all reality, I would because I wouldn't be where I'm sitting currently without that relationship, situationship, whatever. Every time I talk, my dog keeps staring at me. (laughs) I just really think that had I not experienced that whole situation, I wouldn't be sitting where I'm at currently. I wouldn't have the same mindset that I have. I wouldn't have had to do all of the emotional healing I had to go through to get to where I am today. Yeah, I guess... Something that like really set home for me was I had to let go of things before they started to overcome who I was meant to be. I've lived my entire life being afraid of what could happen instead of enjoying where I am. Now, I'm not telling you to throw caution to the wind, but realistically, look at yourself in the mirror and trust yourself. You have to trust yourself to know what is best. Society and everything suck. (laughs) and They've put a lot on everybody's shoulders to make us smaller than who we're meant to be. Um, and I think realistically, I've spent my whole life trying to fit into a box because it was safer. And I'm finally in a place where I don't want that. I'm at a, well, one job that I know I shouldn't still be at, but I am because, well, healthcare. Um, it just doesn't make me happy anymore. It doesn't fulfill pieces of myself that it used to. And it's almost like I've outgrown the space that I tried so hard to fit in. I no longer fit. Um, and I think this, that, that like ties into physical space as well. A few years ago, I lost like 80, hundred pounds, something like that, something crazy. And I remember the entire time everyone was like, oh, you just look so good. You look so happy. Um, when I was actually like dying inside and maybe I physically looked good, but that doesn't mean that inside I was doing well at all. And I really wasn't. I was extremely depressed, burnt out of a lot of things. I mean, when you're a manager full-time and going to grad school full-time on top of, you know, trying to be a sister, an aunt, a best friend, have a social life, which doesn't exist when you're doing all of those things at the same time. Things kind of get lost and my life, again, became more about others than myself, what I wanted. Going back to grad school, I made that decision because that was the first thing I did for myself. It's something I've always wanted to do, and I don't regret it. I've learned a ton since I graduated, and obviously COVID happened, so that's its own thing. But I think, you know, tying it back into what I was saying, I've outgrown the space that I was trying to inhabit. And so now I need to figure out what those next steps are. Um, I saw this quote the other day on TikTok. I just like TikTok because I'm on a side that's very like healing and nice and it's actually really, I wouldn't say cathartic. I don't know that that's quite the correct word, but it's very, I feel like I gain more knowledge than I'm realizing. I'm not just like, you know, swiping through 
video to video. It was a quote that says, you'll always have bad times, but it will wake you up to the good stuff you weren't paying attention to. And that is from the late and great Robin Williams. And I think that is the quote that very much sums up what 30 was. Maybe not 30, but 31 has become. Um, I turned 30 in September of last year. Yes? No, two years ago. Wow, I'm old. And I ventured back into a relationship that I probably shouldn't have. I'm sure at a certain point this will come up in other conversations, so I'm not going to bore you with a lot of it. But I think when you fall in love for the first time at 29, my mentality is older, but my emotions weren't quite there. I think I'm I'm emotionally stunted because of everything that happened with my mom. So I, I've always wanted things quickly. I want them now. I want to move as fast as I can to get to the next precipice, the next exciting thing that's going to happen. And I think a lot of that has to do with losing my mom when I was 21 and having to finally understand as a 31 year old, um, I'm now we're 10 years out, which is wild to think about. But the reality behind a lot of the decision making that I did when I was younger was because I was so terrified that I wouldn't get to have my dad here for anything because I already wasn't going to have my mom here for anything. And so I think when I found this person, I really thought, this is it. I love them. We can make this work. I'll do whatever I can before I walk away. Like I'm one of those people in all relationships, realistically, that will output every resource I have to try and fix something, you know, bend over backwards to fight, even if I'm the only one fighting. And that was something that I realized here was that I was the only one fighting. And it made me really kind of reflect on how many of my relationships in my life, friendship, whatever, was I the only one making the effort? Was I the only one putting in the work? And how long had I been doing that solely on mine? You know, I I kept pouring into all these other people, being there to listen to all these things. And yet here I was not (laughs) I wasn't receiving the love I was giving. And that's ultimately what we deserve, right? The love we give is the love we should receive in a way. I guess that can be controversial, but that's for another time. Um, and the person that I was with was dealing with a lot of their own demons. Um, and it kind of forced me to recognize my own, I wouldn't call them demons, but my healing that needed to happen. And I made a very difficult decision on April 9th of... last year that I was done. Not only with that situation, but with putting in effort where it wasn't being reciprocated. Like I'm 31. Like I'm too old to be playing these games or to try and read people's minds. It's just difficult because over this past, you know, year, we're in April. Yeah, so almost a year ago. I've lost a lot of friendships that I didn't think I was going to. Or I mean, I guess they like fizzled out. Some, I have no idea what happened. And as much as that used to bother me, it doesn't very much anymore, but it's upsetting um, that, you know, nothing could even be said. Things like that. I just, I don't want those type of people in my life. If you can't have a conversation with me about, you know, something that I did that might've hurt you and we can't like have a full-blown conversation, why? Like, what is, what is the point? And maybe... I have it all wrong. I have it all backwards. Who knows? I'm still on this healing journey. I don't know that it ever ends, but I feel like for most of my life, I've been rushing, trying to get to the next 
box, if you will, if we're going to keep up with that whole piece. Um, and in doing that, I've missed so much time, things that I could have done, things that I wish I would have done. And I'm not old. I'm not saying this by any means, but I think I still have so much life to live. And I want children, but as a woman, I have a time clock. So that's something that I don't think about as much anymore. I used to think about it quite often, but I don't know if you've been out here in this dating pool, but somebody peed in it and it wasn't good. Just, it's it's a mess. Everyone, everyone, like I'm not saying just men, um, women, like we're all people. It's kind of a hot mess out here. And a lot of my friends are in between, like some are single, some are married, some are in a relationship, some are getting ready to settle down. It's just wild. Not where I thought I would be, but I'm glad to be where I'm at finally, because life's too short. And looking at the time that has passed since my mom has passed. It's weird to think about it that way because I still can't believe it's been 10 years. Uh, I just booked a, <laughs> I'm going to go make jewelry on the 10 year anniversary of her passing with some friends. And I don't know that like, I'm not going to cry. So don't worry. I'll eventually I'll cry on this podcast. I'm sure, but not right now. I think I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of fighting for things that I don't want to fight for or fighting alone for something um, in, in a relationship, in a friendship. I think I've, I haven't allowed myself to be in a lot of romantic relationships, but friendships, yes. And whew, those hurt. <clears throat> those hurt to recover from. But I mean, recover, I will. And you know, just because it's that way now doesn't mean that it won't change in the future. Things, you know, are constantly moving. We're constantly growing. I just, I think the fight in me for those type of situations, I kind of let go of. And I don't even know that it's the fight like I don't have a fight in me. I just have realized that there's power in choosing yourself. My whole life I have dated people. There's one in particular. I don't even know if that you would call it dating. I don't even think we've ever kissed, but I genuinely thought I loved him and he ended up choosing someone else and lied to me multiple times and couldn't just be honest with me, which sucked because it really, the part that hurt the most was losing his friendship, not, you know, the prospect of you know, whatever, getting married one day, although he is that. I think that part, just be honest. <sighs> Please just be honest. Don't lie to people. Don't whatever. Like I, that part has always sucked. Like, please just be honest. And honestly, maybe he was, and I just didn't want to see it. I don't know. This was, I was 24, 25. So six years ago, very different person now. And I'm sure he is as well. No hard feelings there. Cause I'm sure well, maybe he'll never hear this or maybe some, I don't know, whatever. But my whole life, it's all these people not choosing me. I'm not the chosen one. Why am I not getting picked? And that was kind of my mindset for a very long time. Um, it's why I had a hard time with music because I think I was so used to not being chosen that being chosen was foreign to me and I didn't feel safe there. And on my 31st birthday, I think a day or two after or before I was babysitting my niece and nephew. And I came across a Instagram, an Instagram post about the last person I had been dating. Mind you, everything like stopped in April. Um, but he is going to be a father soon. And in all honesty, that was the moment like I just didn't understand. Couldn't understand why I wasn't the chosen one, why I wasn't good enough and things, you know, spiraling, right? Called my best friend just sobbing, driving home. And then I realized the biggest lesson I had to take out of that moment was that 
it wasn't that nobody was choosing me. It's that I wasn't choosing me. And I have to choose me. You have to choose you whoever's listening, you have to be your first priority because if you don't put yourself first, how do you expect others to do it? Like we have to carry that part first and choosing yourself does not mean that that is the easy choice at all. Um, After all that happened, I had to reassess a lot of my friendships because like I said, how much was I pouring into others and they weren't pouring back equally. And it's one thing if you're going through a tough time and maybe at that moment you can't and that's okay. But like how much of that was on me and how much of that, you know, was on the other person. No one is ever solely at fault. And if people say that like, oh, it's their fault, it's not. Both people play a hand in what is done. And during this healing journey for most of my 31 time frame, I had to deal with a lot of shame because I felt embarrassed, mad at myself for putting up with what I did and putting myself through it multiple times. I'm sure we've all been there before. But I think as of late, like I have to say that I think I'm finally like in a forgiving place. I keep saying I'm open (laughs) to what comes my way and I, I started dating recently. Well, attempting. I downloaded a few dating apps and I then realized I was not as open as I was claiming to be. And I think I'm probably going to delete them this week. Who knows? It's just not where my head's at. And I think that's what I mean. You know how I started this whole thing. I'm, I am pretty sure I have uh, an attention issue because I jump around quite a bit. So I do apologize if you're listening to this and you're having a hard time following along. I'm still getting used to talking about this and keeping on track. But I think at the end of the day, what I've learned is that the healing journey is not linear. It is all over the place. I have PTSD with death or surrounding death um, of people around me. So if my dad sneezes wrong, I panic. And that is a lot for me to deal with. And I think I need to get that part under control as best I can before I, you know, move into a super serious relationship. Because the next man I date seriously, I'm marrying. I'm just going to put it out there right now. Um, I also got a dog. Her name is Florence. She's a golden retriever. And that is when I realized I had PTSD with death because I cried for the first three weeks that I got her. Granted, I was dealing with a lot, like a lot. Yeah, a lot. And I don't know. She's taught me a lot about patience. I mean, she was a baby when I got her. So when her teeth started falling out, that was terrifying. But now she's a grown up and is extremely sassy. She's just sleeping on her little bed while I'm talking to myself in a microphone. I love her to death. She's super funny. She's silly. A lot to take care of. But I genuinely think if you if you want a kid, get a dog first. Really walk through that journey because... I think that's why I'm okay with taking a step, slight step back. If I don't meet someone within the next like three years, I'm probably going to do it alone. So if there's any takers out there who want a kid, holler, holler at your girl. I think something else that I also realized was that life gets a lot easier when you stop forcing people to have the same heart expectation values that you have. When you give people the space to be who they are and let go of expectations of who you wish they would be. Yeah. I think a lot of it is meeting people where they're at and not hoping. And this is kind of where I am partially at fault because I really thought (laughs) that I would be able to fix and help and save because that's what I do in my other job. And I don't even know that it's saving, but I do help people help themselves without really saying what I do. And I think that started to bleed over into 
my life. I had to figure out how to separate that because it's not my job to fix another person. It is not my job to try and help them be the best version that they want to be. I saw this thing that I think Shia LaBeouf was talking about going to rehab and how his wife, I think they're married. I don't know. Mia Goth was um, the only one that showed up on a Zoom one day that he could have a conversation and no one showed up for. And she showed up and he's crying thinking like, she didn't have to be there and she showed up anyway like that's the type of person and I went immediately to the comments because honestly if you go on TikTok that is the like prime real estate what are people <laughs> saying because some of them are really funny but this girl was like oh you know everybody's saying like oh no I would never do that I would never do that again like I've never walked into that situation and this one girl was like oh it's different for her because she got to him when he was ready to change himself and I think that is the biggest truth around so many different things. People who aren't ready to change will not. And it is up to you to decide if you want to be in their life or you want them in yours. And I think because like I'm I'm constantly changing. My point of view is changing. I'm trying to be more literate in well financial things and you know where I stand in a lot of areas of society. It's just you you have to meet people where they're at. And some people aren't where they should be yet. And I'm not where I should be yet. At least that's how I feel. But I'm where I'm supposed to be. And that is the difference. You know, they say time heals everything. (laughs) Um, And I don't know that that's true. I think you gain a different perspective through time. And you start to see life very different as you move through time. But it's not... A healing process because if you're not ready to heal, if you're not ready to go through the feelings and allow yourself to feel the things that you are trying to suppress, it won't matter. And I feel like losing my mom at 21, I had to grow up extremely quickly. I think even before that, I've always kind of been an old soul forever. I'm a 98 year old woman and a 31 year old body, but things that were normal were no longer normal for me. And I think when you have to grow up fast, you will always feel like you have to plan due to having an unpredictable upbringing or having to like fend for yourself in a way. It also contributes to imposter syndrome because you had to become something you weren't very early on. And I think that was like a massive light bulb hearing that. I don't remember where I heard that from, I'm being honest, but I do feel like an imposter very often. Um, I just, I feel like I'm almost floating and I'm not good. <laughs> I'm not good at floating. Um, I, I, I need to get better at floating because I think that's where things can be good. I named my dog Florence, but I call her Flo for a reason. I need to remind myself to be more flowy, like water. I love the ocean and things like that, mermaids, all of the above. And I think I'm so attracted to water signs because they are flowy they're like, it's just a totally different personality type (laughs) that I have. But I think I have the imposter syndrome because I, I didn't know who I was for a very, very long time. And I'm finally here. Finally know who I am. All of the pieces are slowly falling into place in the time that they're supposed to. I'm really trying to have faith. I have a friend who always says, um, God's got me. And I used to laugh because I thought that's so wild to have just this unseen belief. 
but there's also something really beautiful in that because it takes away a lot of the pressure, a lot of the fear. And, you know, you miss 100% of the chances you don't take. It took a lot for me to get back behind this microphone to record this um, and to set up times to go record with some of the people in my life that have made a massive impact on who I am today or have gone through some really heavy things with me. And I'm really excited to have you all hear them because they're some of my favorite people to exist. And I think it's time. Like Rafiki says, it is time. I'm over waiting, saying I'll do it someday. I've talked about doing a podcast for years, literally years. And here we are. I paid for the subscription so that I can upload these things. And I've just been sitting on this for, I think I paid it in December. We're now in um, April. It's four months in. I'm just paying for air. So it may not be every week. It should be every week, but I'm going to try my best to do that. I have a very, very, very busy schedule. Um, It dies down a lot in the summer, so I'm excited about that. But it's time. I'm tired of being afraid. I'm tired of not taking the chances. I'm tired of not spending the money. I have a massive fear around spending money as well. I'm doing the things I want to do when I want to do them while I can. It's just me. I have a dog, but I won't be just me for much longer, I feel. I really feel like this year things are going to really take a turn, um, and I'm going to have some unexpected good things. You know, I've been applying for a lot of jobs in the career field that I want to be in, that I deserve to be in because I've worked my ass off to be there. I just feel that it's time to jump in (laughs) and do what I've always wanted to do. And I've lived my whole life afraid. (sighs) Afraid to take a chance. Um, Afraid to say what I'm feeling when I'm feeling it. Afraid that if I don't do everything in my power to hold on to people, they will slip away. They're going to, it's all going to happen. The way it's supposed to, right? People will slip away. We grow apart. It's a part of life. And the people that want to stay in your life are going to make the effort to be there. And that's kind of where I'm at right now. Not in a bad place at all. I think mentally I'm in a pretty good one. I have started to schedule in crying time because I think after years of suppressing so many emotions, I had to start feeling them because you can't not. The longer you push things down, they're going to show up in other ways. And The sooner you allow yourself to feel the feelings you're feeling and move through them, you can let them go. We all have baggage. Just depends on how heavy you want to carry it. I don't want to carry mine heavy anymore. I've spent my whole life trying to be lighter physically and I am finally getting to a place of acceptance with every part of my body, mind, and spirit and I refuse to go backwards again, which is why it took me a year and a half to get back on this podcast because... I allowed the fear to get in the way and I can't do that anymore. So what I think I'm going to end this with, because I'm not making this super long for my first one, because I hate talking to myself. Um, I saw this again, I'm probably going to reference TikTok quite often, but, um, Andre DeShields has three cardinal rules of sustainability. Number one is surround yourself with people whose eyes light up when you, when they see you coming. Number two is slowly is the fastest way to get to where you want to be. And number three, the top of one mountain is the bottom of the next. So keep climbing. That one really hit home for me. um, And it really meant a lot to hear that last one. I always think of Miley Cyrus. It's the climb (laughs) when I think of any mountain. But I used to travel to escape 
my current life. It's the same reason why I read because why why would I read something real life when I want to live in, you know, a fantasy for just a brief moment? It's not a bad thing. But why wouldn't I start putting more effort into loving the life I'm living? Because that's at the end of the day, I shut the book, I'm here. I come back home from my vacation. I I've got to come back to it at some point. So, welcome to my journey of of remembering why life is beautiful and finally learning how to live for myself. So welcome to the journey, all one of you that probably listens. Yeah. If you want to be on my podcast, please reach out to me if you do know me, because I would love to have more people on. I have a lot of friends that I would love to ask, but I think it might be weird right now because I don't know. (laughs) It could be weird. Yeah. I'm excited to see where this goes and please forgive all of the ums and yas and likes and the long ands. My public speaking is, well, I'm not in public, so this is kind of weird for me. And microphones and I have not interacted with each other in a very long time. So thank you for your patience. And yeah, I guess I'll see you next week.